This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. Welcome to the show. I'm Tony Drake with Drake and Associates, and today I'm joined by Wendy Peppercorn. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show, and Wendy, we've got a great topic this week I'm really excited about. Springtime is, uh, we're recording here from Wisconsin, and springtime has sprung here. Maybe we skipped springtime and went right to summer. I don't know. It's beautiful. I'm glad it started. The warmth feels good. Yeah, we try it several times throughout the year to just have some kind of fun social events for our clients. And we had uh, just this week our uh, men's day, which was outside. And I think most of us got sunburns. It was nice. It was a nice change from what I understand from prior events. Yeah, so some years we've actually had snow, believe it or not. Maybe maybe we held those a little earlier in the year, but we've definitely had some uh, varying weather for that event. That's the fun of Wisconsin, Tony. You just never know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Something to think about. Great topic this week, though, Wendy. And I've purposefully picked a topic for today's show that very few people will want to listen to. And I want to discuss long-term care and how to pay for it. And this is a subject that likely will make you think of images in your mind of spending the final years of your life in a nursing home. And if that's something you find too terrible to even think about, I wouldn't blame you for wanting to kind of hit the pause button and not listen to us. But before doing that, I want you to know that during today's show, I want to explain some innovative strategies that could actually help keep you out of a nursing home. Excuse me, nursing home. Traditional long-term care, long-term care insurance has not been viewed favorably by so many folks, and considering these types of policies require the payment of expensive premiums for coverage that may have never be needed. Maybe you're that lucky 50% that doesn't use and you pay on it all those years. It's easy to understand why. But not only has long-term care insurance evolved over recent years, but we've also seen alternative ways to pay for these expenses that some consumers have found to be a more attractive option. So it's really important, I think, when you're working with an advisor, a fiduciary, Wendy, you really want somebody. I know there's a lot of great advisors out there that just focus on the investments. It's my opinion today as a fiduciary that you really want someone that's going to dive into not just the investments, but creating an income plan addressing health care issues like long-term care risk, coming up with tax strategies, real planning strategies to reduce taxes over time, and to really think about family, health and wellness, continuity, succession, you know, all that great stuff. And, you know, as financial advisors, we view our jobs as helping our clients find the best solutions for managing these various risks. We've talked a lot about risk of investment loss. Everyone's talking about inflation risk, increasing taxes, but there is this risk of long-term care costs. But what I really want folks to do is to spend our time helping you derive a strategy that'll ensure that you succeed in your vision of a dream retirement, whatever that dream is. And Wendy, probably a good starting point is kind of discussing this idea of managing this risk, this long-term care risk. Yeah, I mean, that's the first thing I think we really should just look at the high level. The topic of long-term care can be confusing and sometimes unnerving for a lot of individuals. Not only are there so many different kinds of long-term care services now available, there's also a wide range of costs for those and ways then to pay those as well. While those with 
little in the way of income, savings or assets may qualify for a public program like Medicaid to help pay for expenses, a lot of individuals really turn to other options, including long-term care insurance, life insurance, annuities, or really just using their personal income and savings to pay for the long-term care needs. The more options, though, the better, considering the growing need for good solutions to this growing, ever-growing problem. Someone turning age 65 today has almost a 70% chance of needing some type of long-term care service and support in their remaining years. Fortunately, transferring some of this risk to an insurance company is not only possible, but for many people, it can be relatively easy to do. Yet traditional health-based long-term care insurance has proven to be quite unpopular with consumers. Many consumers are reluctant to buy long-term care insurance because they feel that their investments are going to be wasted if they do not use it. And Tony, it goes to that traditional use it or lose it. You know, health-based versus asset-based really need to be reviewed. I think it's important to look at that. You know, one of the propositions is the reasons why many people decide not to purchase traditional long-term care insurance. Great points. And, you know, it's kind of this mentality of use it or lose it. And, and, you know, that is the risk that you take with traditional long-term care insurance. The original design of these types of policies is referred to as health-based long-term care insurance. And in one way, it kind of looks similar to health insurance, traditional health insurance. You are an employer providing coverage that pays monthly premiums. And when expenses are incurred, the insurance starts paying. A person could have coverage for years with tens of thousands of dollars paid in premiums. And all that money could be lost if he or she ever gets sick or, or excuse me, if he or she never gets sick and doesn't need any medical care. The same is for traditional health-based long-term care insurance because it has no cash value. If the long-term care is never needed and no benefits are paid, the premiums could be viewed as a loss. This may be particularly unattractive for people who want to preserve their estate for their beneficiaries. Now, asset-based long-term care, on the other hand, is a newer form of insurance that can address this use-it-or-lose-it concern. One form of this insurance links a long-term care benefit with life insurance. When long-term care services are needed and expenses are incurred, benefits are paid. But if long-term care services are never needed and a policyholder dies, assets are transferred to the insured's beneficiaries. Now, while asset-based long-term care insurance won't be a good choice for everybody, it might be worth considering by anyone who wants to avoid purchasing traditional health-based long-term care due to this use-it-or-lose-it concern. So then it begs the question, Wendy, how is long-term care insurance then paid for? Yeah, I think that's probably a very important consideration. Before going deeper into that topic of asset-based long-term care, it's important to first discuss a much more basic problem with this topic, which is that many people don't really know what long-term care is or really how it's paid for. It refers to a wide range of non-medical support and services that are typically used by the elderly who need assistance performing those daily basic activities like your bathing, dressing, and eating. It also covers medical support for people dealing with diseases such as Alzheimer's, dementia, and other chronic conditions. And it can take place in nursing homes, in assisted living facilities, or at home. 
many people incorrectly believe that they're covered for long-term care. I think so many people have Medicare and they feel that they don't know the full coverage of Medicare. And at best, Medicare only covers short-term use of nursing home and home health care services up to a potential 100 days. That's a short, short amount of time. You know, the problem is that this coverage is really limited. In fact, Medicare doesn't cover long-term care. Long-term care is called custodial care. And once that's classified, that's the only care you need. The nursing home care then is custodial care and Medicare does not apply. Medicaid does cover long-term care. So there's a difference there, but it's currently the single largest funding for long-term care services, which I think is important to note for you know many different reasons that we will cover. You know, the problem is that it only kicks in when a person has gotten to the point of financial limited means. You really have to spend down your assets and have limited income sources to qualify for Medicaid. It's something you qualify for a state aid. And if you qualify for it, it's important to understand that many long-term care facilities then do not accept Medicaid as well because the funding from Medicaid does not really cover all the costs. And there's limitations to it, Tony. You know, so we want to be sure that people understand the Medicaid, the Medicare, and then, of course, you know, life insurance with the asset-based benefits as well. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Really important, and one day I have an off-topic question. Okay. I have my kids are like almost, you know, they're wrapping up here in a couple of weeks. How do I keep them focused on their homework? Oh boy, that's a tough one. It might be dangling the carrot. It's got to be okay. some kind of activity they like. It's or a debate, s- the carrot or the stick, right? <laughs> Go with the carrot, please. That's right. That's right. No, it's a good time of year. My oldest is uh, done with high school now, looking forward to college and kind of kicking my other two in the butt trying to push them through the end of the year here you know it's tough in wisconsin tony when the weather gets beautiful you know we have the dingy and the snow for so long kids just want to get out and play and you have to appreciate that get them out of the house yeah <laughs> like yep, that completely understandable so you know Wendy, you were talking about you know how you pay for long-term care so one alternative option is what's called life insurance with asset-based long-term care benefits and life insurance death benefits have long been a great way to manage the risk of a premature death and providing financial security for survivors today life insurance with asset-based long-term care benefits can be an effective risk management tool when it comes to the potential need for custodial care at home or in a long-term care facility now it's always important to understand when you're thinking about life insurance with living benefits you know that can include withdrawals, loans, or these types of accelerated death benefits that we're talking about, that can and does reduce the actual death benefit, and in some cases can result in additional taxes. These benefits are not necessarily a replacement for long-term care insurance. Addition of an accelerated death benefit or long-term care rider can sometimes come with additional fees from the life insurance company, and these types of accelerated benefits and long-term care riders are definitely subject to eligibility requirements, meaning you're going to have to, at a bare minimum, kind of answer some medical questions. Oftentimes, there's a medical exam you have to get through. and But, you know, they can be a good alternative. You know, so many people dislike traditional health-based long-term care insurance 
because they view their premiums as being wasted if they never use it or need it. By combining life insurance with long-term care benefits, the purchaser knows that they can keep if they can keep the policy in force, a benefit will be paid no matter what. While a person might be fortunate enough to avoid ever needing long-term care, no one can avoid the inevitability of passing away. So as long as the policy is kept in force one way or another, a benefit will likely be paid. This is an important distinction, so let me say it again, but in a slightly different way. Traditionally, a life insurance policy's death benefit was only paid upon the insured's death. But with life insurance that includes asset-based long-term care benefits, a partial payment of a percentage of the death benefit is said to be accelerated and paid during the life of the insured if he or she requires care as long as they meet the needs that are stipulated in the policy. So I think that's why, Wendy, so many folks you know, view this as an alternative option. And in addition to life insurance nowadays, there's also annuities that have long-term care benefits. And again, life insurance, annuity solutions aren't always going to be the best solution for everybody, but for folks that really don't like the idea of traditional long-term care, it may be an alternative. Now, I was talking a little bit, Wendy, about these accelerated death benefits. What does that mean? Help us out here. Yeah, let's just do an example, Tony. Sometimes just hearing the numbers, doing the math is very helpful. The amount of money you receive from these types of accelerated death benefits can vary. But an example is provided by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services on the website longtermcare.gov. For accelerated death benefit policies that cover long-term care services, the monthly benefit you can use for nursing home care is typically equal to 2% of the life insurance policy's face value. The amount available for home care, if it's included in the policy, always want to make sure to have that understood, is typically half that amount. So let's say, for example, if your life insurance policy's face value is $200,000, then the monthly payment available to you for care in a nursing home would be $4,000. And the monthly payout available for home care would be $2,000. Some policies may pay the same monthly amount for care, regardless of where you receive the care. So as, you, as we mature, I want to say, and as we have more options to in the market, it's important that you understand that all your policies now have stipulations, have options, have riders that can help you craft even the best policy for you, depending upon what you're looking for. Nursing home care and just elderly care, if you will, can be very expensive. I mean, it's kind of like I say, reverting back to daycare. I remember paying daycare costs a long time ago. You know, it's very similar. You want to have good care for someone that needs it. So the policies a lot of times that we recommend and work with clients or would look at aren't going to cover all the needed care costs, but it's a little bit to take that edge off. But we want to stress that it's important to understand that any accelerated death benefits that are paid while the insured is alive would be deducted from the ultimate death benefit paid to the beneficiary upon the insured's death. So as you can imagine, I mean, it makes sense, right? You're adding something additional in the policy so that you would leave something to your beneficiaries. So for example, assume that the $2,000 monthly home care benefit has been paid for three years, at which time the insured then passes away. The total benefits paid would be about $72,000, that $2,000 a month for 36 months. 
the $72,000 accelerated payment, so you got it sooner than the life insurance when the person passes away, it's accelerated, would be subtracted from the policy's $200,000 face value, and the remaining $128,000 is then paid to the beneficiary. So a lot of times these policies are a little more attractive because you are leaving a legacy or leaving something to your beneficiaries. It's vital to thoroughly review your policy to understand the details of how that benefit is calculated and any limits or restrictions as to the total portion of the death benefit that can be eligible to be accelerated to help pay for long-term care, different types of care, different kind of options. So you just want to be sure to be understanding of what you're going to be receiving. Some life insurance with asset-based long-term care benefit policies are available on a single premium basis. And I think a lot of people, if they can choose this way, if they want a policy, because this means that you initially write a single check that pays all the premiums up front. So you know that your premiums wouldn't go up, they wouldn't change, you know, there's all kinds of things that could happen. You're paying for it, you know you already have that asset in your portfolio. You have an advantage then the single premium, you know up front that total amount, and then and you have the option to pay if you wanted, you know, lifetime payment options if you're so chose. Some can be structured you know, over a limited period of time. You can pick different years. It is helpful to have that in your income cash flow basis too. There's so many different things, Tony, that we have to review and that are important to understand and really to understand, does it make sense in your portfolio? So that's why, you know, as we work with clients that we're fiduciaries, that we answer those questions, like you said earlier, so many different pieces of the puzzle play into that long-term projection, the longevity of your assets, how you pay for things, the taxability, there's so many important characteristics, you know, so there's the last golden rule of care, Tony. Some do this, some don't. It's uh, statistically right now one of the highest, you know, uh, benefits are being used to pay for care. Definitely a high risk. And I love your, your, Wendy, your idea of finding someone that can really help take a look at this because, you know, so many advisors out there just deal with the investments. Again, we think investments are important, but they're part of an overall retirement plan. Find somebody who's addressing all five stops on the Retirement Ready Roadmap that can really help you sort through some of these difficult issues. And, you know, as you mentioned earlier, Wendy, Medicaid is currently the single largest source of funding for long-term care insurance, but excuse me, long-term care services. But it only kicks in when a person has gotten to the point of, you know, let's call it financial ruin. Basically, they call it the spend-down period. So it's where you've spent through all of your assets on that long-term care need. And pushing, you know, people into poverty, get assistance to feed and bathe themselves, not only can, you know, rob them of their dignity, it could actually force them into nursing homes because they can no longer do afford to live on their own. So under certain circumstances, long-term care insurance could be viewed as nursing home prevention insurance because it could provide the funds needed to pay for care to be received in the insured's home. Right. I think so many of us, when we think about it, would prefer to, to stay in our homes and get that that type of care. But the reality is sometimes there's conditions that are such that even a home health care agency won't deal with you at, at the house due to the liability. And you get to a point where you need true long term care services in a nursing home facility. And it's important. We talked a little bit about life insurance and annuities with riders as alternatives. 
There are, we're not attorneys, but there are also legal means. A qualified elder law attorney can walk you through specific types of trust that can protect your assets, needs to clear a certain look back period. But once that's expired, that could be a way to protect assets, to preserve them for the family and qualify for long-term care through Medicaid in a different route, if you will. So point being, lots of different solutions. It's important to understand the priorities for your family, what you're trying to accomplish, and find the right solution. What we want to beg of you today, I know it's an uncomfortable topic, but don't be like so many folks where it's just so uncomfortable you decide to ignore it. Good friend of mine always used to say, when you stick your head in the sand, you expose a very large target. We don't want that to happen to you. So lots of different solutions. If you can kind of verbalize and explain what your concerns are and your goals are, there's some great ways to deal with it. And I doubt your dreams of retirement include the need to make drastic changes in your lifestyle or maybe asking your kids to provide care for you in your final years or being in a substandard nursing home. To avoid these outcomes, it's important to understand that having sufficient assets to pay for care is really important. Those who have the money have a greater ability to determine when, where, and how they're cared for. So to have a better chance of living the retirement you've always dreamed of, it really requires a solid retirement income plan designed to manage many risks, including how to pay for long-term care expenses. If you're not sure your plan is up to par, or maybe you just want to get a second opinion, reach out to somebody. Again, find a good fiduciary, someone who's a holistic advisor that can really help you address these various risks. Thank you for tuning in to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, Sign up for educational no-obligation workshops or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake and Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake and Associates LLC.